we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what you bugging as Jeff, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> Eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Hi, Sal. Good day, Sal. Do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, we've got another guest. Two, two weeks in a row. <laughs> we decided we were getting too boring. <laughs> we need to bring in guests. So we've got Miss Morag. Hello. How do you like to be introduced, Morag? Oh, I've grown up, Sally. I'm not Miss anymore. I'm Miss Morag. Yeah. With the, with a Z? Oh, yes. Yeah. My mother said only Scarlet women use that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Divorcees. My, um... <laughs> my, my wife's aunt and uncle um, were not thrilled that we were living together before marriage. In which, sin, you mean? Yes. yes. Yeah, my mother asked if I intended to do that in the future. <laughs> in the future? Yes. No, she did, yeah. yeah. How many weeks ago was this? That was probably the middle of last year. Wow, mm. that's impressive. Mm. <laughs> As yet, I've stayed away from sin. Sin so far. Yes, yeah. you, well, you that do. Kind of sin. That's you do a have a very pure look about you. Yeah. So. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so, Morag's like, what the fuck do you talk about on this? Well, we talk about whatever we want. <laughs> but, well, normally when so, I do these things, you get some kind of a brief. No, no. There's no brief. No. There is no brief. Podcast, no. Podcasting is like anti-radio. Radio, you have like a, you know, a set time and they tell you what you want to talk about. But I we, thought it'd be good to have you, though, because we quite often talk about restaurants and stuff. And so I thought it'd be good to tap in. You'd be a good one to have because... You know, I just give my honest opinion. And, and, mm. and I go to about two restaurants a year. Yeah, and I thought it'd be good to talk about, you know, because you do lots of reviews, what you're looking for, why do we always read such a pack of bullshit in the papers, why yeah. is it so vanilla, when really if a restaurant's shit, why, does it, why don't they bother writing about it? Why don't they just not write about it? I agree. I was so excited. My most recent gig is with Delicious, and they said to me, uh, we want to hear it as it... Like, we want you to tell, tell it as it is. And, and really? really? Do they really want you to tell it like it is? Was, was there a lawyer sitting in the room when they said that? I guess, well, I'll be the one that goes to prison. Mm. Not them, I guess, because I am freelance. Because my... <laughs> That's a good point. Because, like, I, I have a conversation with a mate of mine who's a writer, but also does a bit of food reviewing on the site. You probably know in Burma. And he always says, oh, I'd love to say... Because he's quite in his column writing is quite flowery and you know prone to expansion he's like you just can't yeah no it's a good point but true critical reviews are thin on the ground and i guess it's because in most publications there's you know advertising it's the only way the publication exists and people want positive they want to know about positive experiences they don't want recommendations of places that you don't want to go to but so there's nothing worse than reading a really good recommendation about somewhere so you go come let's go i read a really good review about it you go it is downright shit and there's no way 
The only well, reason you know that's been a good review is because they're, they're mates. Yeah, yeah well, it's, of course it happens. Oh, not supposed to know. Hang on, that's the inside voice. <laughs> no, Sally, no. But that's, um, it's part of what my thesis, my doctoral thesis is about, Ooh. would you believe? Yes. Get out of town. That's true. It's called yeah. Were We at the Same Restaurant? And I compare reviews by professional mainstream food critics oh, yeah. to reviews by, um, you know, Joe, well, Joe Blogs and yeah. also... <laughs> How do, you, how do you tease out? Because there's, uh, isn't there like two streams of food blogging now? The, hey, I'm in it for a take and I would really like you to give me dessert and I'll write your positive review versus the people that are just absolutely passionate about food and just want to write about it? Definitely. In fact, there's three streams in my research. So I look at the same set of restaurants yeah. across a couple of states and compare, so the bloggers, the paid reviewers, I guess, uh, and then um, user-generated content, so just your man or woman on the street who writes about that restaurant, and I compare the content of... So, like Twitter, Zamasha. Facebook, that sort of stuff, or well, actually... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Trip, which, TripAdvisor sort of stuff. Yeah, so it used to be Urban Spoon, now, now Zomato, and I do Yelp, I look at Yelp mm. as well. Um, and which is also what I did for my a similar thing for my honours pieces and found that the reviews just bear no resemblance the content bears very little resemblance to one another even though it's the same restaurant so can, can a face can a Facebook user or a Twitter user get sued for saying something bad on anyone can sue anybody can't the, they but I guess you've got to have the the it's difference the between it. you've got. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're a Facebooker with five friends, who gives a toss? That's right. So but they're if you've not got gonna... five million, and you can destroy someone's business. Then I guess. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that, like, is that a negative for the Australian food scene? Do you reckon not being able to to go hammer and tongs at people that are just basically shouldn't be but in it's the industry? The same around the world. It's not just Australia, is it? Oh no, America. No. You can say whatever you like. Really? Yeah, it's it's written into the Constitution. It's a, it's a First Amendment right. I've got my gun. I'm going to say what the fuck I want. Pretty much. I think it's as like, much a reflection of um, the media industry, though, now as um, you know, in general, um, rather than just being food reviewing specifically. You know, because everyone everyone thinks they're an expert on everything since the internet, right? Mm. Yeah. Like I eat in a restaurant, yeah. and I've, I can publish on my whatever. So, uh, what? How am I different to? A food critic. Mm. But, yeah, and I guess the, the problem is that there would be, um, there would some, be some people that like know their wine and know their food and understand the, the backroom thing that just have lots of money that can be like that. And then there would be others that just have no idea what they're talking about. Well, there is a lot in that ladder camp. Would there know? also... It's the, funny, though. Would the flip side be true, though? Would there be paid critics that have just been swanning through the job for years that don't really know well, what they're I mean, talking about. You, you can, <laughs> I was going to say, you can answer that one, Sal. Jesus, we all make know more who they are. I mean, without saying who they are, we all know who they are. They are dickheads. But. Because it's the same, like, you know, I follow, um, I follow sport quite a bit and there's, there's journalists that you tr- trust and journalists yeah. that you don't trust and there's bloggers that you trust. Well, and, that's and, exactly it. Yeah. And, I think it's exactly the same. You read, you compare that to your own experience. If you are someone that knows, you know, a, a fair bit about um, a lay person that knows a fair bit about their food and their wine, 
And, you know, I think at the end of the day, largely your experiences, unless it's an anomaly, they're having a bad night, the chef's yeah. sick, whatever, you know, everyone but has those nights. I think the thing that pisses me off most, okay, in saying that, just from that sentence, is the paid journalists that go and do a review, which you read in the paper, and then you take as a food person, you go, oh, that sounds good, I'm going to go there, you know, it's one place in Brisbane, I've done this too recently. And it seriously was shitful. Tell me about the shitfulness, Sally. How did it manifest? <laughs> well, I know that people that own it know everyone, so they've had really good reviews because everyone's helping their new venue get going. Uh, and um, so I went, come on, let's go and check it out. Seriously, when you pay $14 for a side order of something, when you're paying... A side order of what? Okay, so one dish that I can remember, I was just so fucking pissed off about the whole thing. You were hungry. You were hangry, weren't you? Well, it was Monday night. So Monday night, I don't want to spend $190. One. Hmm. Two, if I have a side dish for $14, you better make it fucking good. And what was the... Yes, I was um, cauliflower, and they said, oh, you know, roasted cauliflower with battens of thing with some beautiful sauce. It was steamed cauliflower. Five florets, no. steamed cauliflower, nothing on it. So to go, come on, come Pull on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this is finished. Off. See this, I, I would like to go out and eat with you because I'm because I don't eat out very much, and I do understand the you know people, everyone has a bad night. Like I've bad days at work, so I find it really hard to do that. I find it really hard to go. I'm not paying fourteen bucks <laughs> for that, but you've got to no. you've got to rationalise. Sorry, whoever wrote the menu did not. When they were writing it in, the, in their explanation of the menu, mm. it was never five sweet, steamed sweet 500% markup. No, when it's <laughs> clearly <laughs> a lie. Oh, so so you, you think that that's not what's supposed to come out of the kitchen, that there's no, been something missing? Way. Or it, well, I mean, I know all chefs are on drugs, but that is seriously taking the piss. <laughs> that is just stupid. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And they've got this big beat up. Oh, yeah, it's really great venue, venue. Get there. It's shit. So shit. What else did you have, Sally? I had marrow. Um, you're trying to work out where I had it. How was that? It was covered in sugar. Sugar on marrow. Revolting. Well, when I say sugar, it was covered in caramelised onions that had too much sugar on them. Yeah. Mm, that's what it had. And then, and then it's funny. The people next to us had um, they'd had a whole leg of lamb, and um, <laughs> I'll write it down for a minute. Um, <laughs> and they were sitting there and the, the guy goes oh you know could we get some gravy or because it came out this whole leg of lamb there was five of them and a half a cheek of lemon and he goes listen do you reckon we could get some gravy or something you know to go with the lamb and she goes no look it doesn't come with any sauce because it's moist enough and he goes it's not it's dry it's dry <laughs> he goes, we need something to wash it down wow. and there's, they're ordering $14 sides of different things and you know, I can hear them talking. They're just going, this is just shit. You know, one of the reviews was, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, nigga, man. Well, I think the trouble is as well that um, people who do reviews for a living and have been doing so for many, many years are recognisable the cool. moment yeah. they step into the restaurant. So you are you are going to get the juicy... Like, bloody, what's her face? Leg of lamb. Yes, one at a time, please. Ploys, yes, ploys. yes. What's her name that used to do the dress-ups in New York? Oh, um, I mean, seriously, wouldn't you like to go in as a little old lady and just sit there and see if they ignored you? If I was a food reviewer, that's what I would do. Mm. 
You should do that. If if someone is bad, do you normally go back again just to check whether it's an off night? You've got some mental disorder, Tourette's. It depends what it's... Gail Green, was it? Gail Green? Who's Gail Green? No, Gail... The dress-up lady. Oh, no, I think... She's so we'll, famous. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes for you, Sal. Oh, there you go. She's so famous. I'll think of it in a minute. Um, it depends what it's up for. If it's up for, you know, um, some kind of award or um, and there's something goes awry, then there may be numerous visits. What about a standard review for Delicious? Oh, I can't. I, I, oh, I couldn't give that. I couldn't give that sort of information away. <laughs> Um, let's say a standard in uh, review for a mythical Australian newspaper. The thing is, though, you don't do this sort of work if you're not eating out all the time, regardless yeah. of whether it's a review. So the chances are that you've been to that place okay. very recently for just, you know, just, just shits and giggles. Just to eat. Yeah. Yeah, so... Which, which if you do get um, recognised all the time as a review, it means you'd probably eat pretty well fairly often. Uh, I, I, I don't get recognised all okay. that often. No, but you kind of go under the, you fly under the radar because, you know, A, you didn't start in any kind of high-profile position. You've just kind of creeped up through blogging ranks and mm. and then you've just got all these jobs that no one would even know that you had. Mm. So, because you don't sit there and, you know... Announce it on Twitter or Facebook. Well, no, because it does kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're a smart restaurant, you'd be monitoring those yeah, things, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, well, I book under a different name. Yeah. And, you know. I'd... Do you try and go like in a busy time so it's harder to be. Do I have a sorry, name? Sorry. Well, you're not, she's not going to give that away on the podcast. I know we're a small podcast, but that <laughs> might sort of defeat the purpose. Changes. I'll you know I'll book it under my dining companion's name or yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> this is not radio. Do we need to repeat that again? <laughs> it's it's not going to go from A to B. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, struggling with this journey. Um, <laughs> You'll be right. But Do you need more wine? Would oh, um. So, but a better, a better known reviewer, so a more famous reviewer, oh. they're, they're going to get treated a little bit like royalty. Yeah, yes, and I think acknowledging that is is one thing because you can observe a lot that's going on around you. Yeah. At, at other tables, um, but. So you can, yeah, like see how the waiter's treating the poor schmo that's sitting next to the superstar reviewer. Exactly, but if you're in denial about the fact that you're recognisable. Then you're probably not doing that, so yeah. you're, you're kind of, yeah, you're in denial. Have you been um, at a restaurant at the same time, like inadvertently at the same time as other reviewers? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, and you can pick the... You can pick the reviewer. The moment, the moment that the recognition sets in and everything changes. Suddenly the smelliers, you know, out and, and very attentive. very attentive and... Um, you know, suddenly there's aperitifs coming out that... So, so you obviously would know if you've been made because the, the attention level would jump a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when I used to... When I had, had a food tour, I would... Because um, you go and you check out a place. I always used to take a dictaphone. I was just talking to this dictaphone all day about places I'd seen. If I was walking on the street, I would say, hey, you know cool place there so I'd talk all day at a dictaphone and then I'd sit down at night 
and I'd just take it all, all my notes off the dictaphone that were interesting into categories of places that I'd seen. You know, I remember one day at this place in Huey, and I'd sit down by the pool every night, and I'd order a gin and tonic, and I'd get my dictaphone. Honestly, they thought I was famous. So all of a sudden, canopies would come down, and more wine. <laughs> and it took me like a day, and I went, fuck, they think I'm bloody doing a review on this joint. Yeah. And it was hilarious. So then I really kind of started milking it, because I was only there for three days. <laughs> it's a little bit like the... Um the, the scam they pull in Ocean's 13 where they convince the, the front desk that the the guy that he's the he's the reviewer the five star reviewer and they and they boot someone out of their um boot someone out of their room to, to give him a room and treat him like royalty and Ruth Reichel oh my god sorry yeah I had to do that mm. it's come to my head you should dress up like her have you ever been um threatened to be sued or threatened to no. Um, what really, not with food writing. No, the vast majority... No, no, not this year. Uh, the vast majority of writing that I do is in that positive yeah. um, genre, I suppose, of review writing rather than pure or traditional criticism, which yeah. is a, it's a big difference. Um, no, I've, I've had one restaurant owner... Um, get up in arms about questions that I was asking but you know you, you want to get it right yeah I, I, so but no I've never been threatened with anything really yet. And, and what's the difference between do you do much feature writing for food like food writing is there a difference between reviewing and sort of just writing a, a general article for a food magazine? Definitely, yeah. So it's not as in-depth, you know, about each dish or yeah. each course. or um, It's more sort of, you know, just a, a breezy overview of, of how the restaurants a lovely, run. lovely, yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is, and what's more enjoyable to do, though? Oh, the breezy overview of the lovely experience. Yeah. Because what, you know, what people don't realise is... is it's harder than it looks, and I, you know, I know there's not nobody's going to be playing any violins for me. But in some cases, you've got 140 words, and a requirement to mention um, two or three courses, food-wise. Yeah. Make mention of uh, the wine list, uh, the ambiance, or you know, if there's whatever the physical surrounds, and the service. Now, 140 words is you know. A hand, a it's, like, it's like the Twitter of food reviewing. Yes, so it's a it, it's an extremely economical um, kind of writing that you have to do, and I find in my academic writing, which is the opposite, I've kind of you know got to the end of one page. I'm meant to be doing twenty thousand words, and I've said everything. I no, 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 I'm done. I'm done here. No, you don't need to know anymore. So you have to go back and expand. Just, yeah, it out. the nineteenth, the other nineteen thousand words. I'm constantly coming up short in my academic writing, which is um, very atypical for an academic. Yeah, well, my, my wife is a, a cancer researcher, like an epidemiologist, and she's uh, quite often she'll submit to a journal and then it'll come back and she'll that they say, no thanks, and she's got to submit to another journal, but they've got a word count of two or 3,000 less. So mm. then off you go with the pruning shears and try and cut um, 2,000 yeah. words out of out of something where you're trying to get a yeah. very complex sort of 
idea across. It's not that easy. I'm great at the pruning. Brutal. Yeah, my roses don't look so good. I take the same approach. Approach with that. Yeah. yeah, Vanessa's very rough on my mulberry tree. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. And so you're still doing radio? Not lately. No, I don't have time for it, Sally. Um, As you sit here in this rambling audio format. Well, you've given me wine, yes. so, you know, I suppose, they uh, don't give you wine at the ABC. <laughs> that's very strange. <laughs> you take it. Yeah, BYO, yeah. What did you do for W? Mm. Wheat fix? I don't, I don't remember. Probably was one. It would have been if I had anything to do with it. <laughs> so if you're doing that ABC thing, do you do you just submit what you want to do to the producer and rock up and do it, or do they, or does it come back the other way and they come back and say, "Can you do this?" Bit of both. Bit yeah. of both. Or we just we just have a chat about it, and whoever came up with the best idea, we we just talk about it after each show or lock in a few in advance. But bit of both. Yeah. yeah. When I had my very short stint on whatever that radio station I was on, I never really knew what it was. It was, it was, it was ABC. ABC, but, you know, it was out in the far-flung places. Um, she'd bring me in the morning and she'd go, oh, there's been a thing on about, you know, camping on the weekend. Can we do camping? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> whatever. So I'd rock in. And then we'd start to, and she'd go, you got any recipes? I'm like, No. Just pluck a camping recipe out of my ass. Yes, you can. Well, I would on air. I'd have to. So I'd pluck out some. I feel really bad now because I'll be walking through the supermarket and I'll go, "Oh, I really want to know how to do this sort of dish." And I'll send Sal a text, "Hey Sal, how do I do this?" (laughs) Yeah, if only I could find figure out a way of monetizing. Oh, I've got... It's my brother's birthday. We want to go to a place that's not too expensive. Personal recommendation. Yeah. 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 I need an app or something. You can make an app. Shh, shh. Don't say anymore. Shh. Didn't hear that. Because it's hard to... Um, yeah, you really need to know the person quite well, don't you? You sort of need to know... Because different things. Yeah. You know, like someone's beautiful restaurant and another person's beautiful yeah. restaurant are two different things. Yeah, well, people constantly ask me, what's your favourite? I'm like, well, it depends what What, what you're... mood you're in. Yeah. Like and, that, and... that um, yum cha we had the other night was awesome. Oh, that was bloody good, actually. We that had was... Ben's yum cha over at Gerard's. we better give him a plug. It was bloody good. It was It was really... We would have had about ten rounds. I could have I could have stayed there all night, but I had, unfortunately had small children to go back to. But... <sighs> but uh, we did, and then we went and had all the desserts. <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed there, didn't we, Julie? And then we went to Scrumptious Reds and had one of every dessert that he was inventing that day. Well, he wasn't inventing, everyone else was. He wasn't inventing them because he was here talking to us. <laughs> they were freaking beautiful. They did this beautiful halva. I that did, was my favourite. I did see the photos and was quite upset that I missed mm. out on that. With what? What was the oh, with Jules? Can you remember? I can't remember. It's too long ago. I've had too, too many, much wine under I've the bridge. I've had too many meals since then, but they were bloody delicious. Whatever they were, they were really nice. Where did you get the Are they still on? No. No. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. But it was good. That yum chow was good. Mm. Although... See, if and, and this is the thing I was thinking about. If I'd done... if. I know it's different because we sort of we'd had a few. I'd had a few whiskeys, so charged in, hadn't eaten for quite a while, and someone just drops a whole heap of food in front of you after a few drinks. It was 
a fantastic experience. Mm. Um, was it Yamcha in the st- similar style to what he does? Or yeah, so he did. Um, oh, I've got to remember what there was. No, nah, there was some squid. Oh. Squid. There well, was that some. That was good. Um, Complete. There was little dumplings, yeah, which were dumplings. Fant- fantastic, little, um, which I think had um, broth from prosciutto in it. Yeah, it was that was pr- good. prosciutto bone broth. Mm. That was pretty good. Still the same. Thanks, Joy. Mm. Um, oh, and there was some the salad cu- thing. The cucumber with the cucumber. sort of n- nutty stuff over the top of it. That was fantastic as well. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Mm. Okay, so yes. The charred eggplant sorbet, tahini oh. crumb, cacao, and Arabic. Ara- Ara- Arabic. Cacao, I can't speak. That, that sounds great. Can we get him to send one over? <laughs> that was really good. That was my favourite. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I want to eat. You know, anything you say, it just happens. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you, need, you need a little red phone. Your fun- wish is Julie's command. You need a little red phone, Julie. Just pick it up. <laughs> Hello. What can I do for you? We, I remember, we went down to um, Wollongong for a mate. A mate was playing for Australia um, for touch football at Wollongong. We wanted to go out somewhere nice for lunch before we went and watched the games. And I threw it out on Twitter. And Simon Thompson, who was working for the Sydney Morning Herald then, I think, as the food writer. I don't know who retweeted me, but someone, he recommended, he said, I'll go to this place. Shit, sorry. <laughs> was really, really good. And um, I had probably the best pork belly I've still had to this day. Really? It was, and I'm I've eaten a lot of pork belly in my life. But um, the the people we went with would normally go to, you know, the local tavern or, mm. and they had fish and chips. That's what they wanted. Whoa! <laughs> so I have to know. What? What potatoes did you do for Christmas? Ah, so I did. I didn't do roast potatoes on Christmas Day. What? I did potato salad, and we had roast pork and roast potatoes and roast pumpkin the night before. Oh. We had, like, a little... Uh, isn't Australia getting onto the night before rather than Christmas Day isn't thing? Isn't though? Mm. Hey? And the, the, the potato salad was fantastic because it was homemade mayonnaise, mm. um, bacon, and I put... Um, cayenne pepper in the mayonnaise. Mm. When you make mayonnaise, do you only go one way with the... With the whisk. Whisk? Mm, you know that old... Yeah, don't use a whisk. Oh. Use a stem blender. Oh, that's all right. I thought you were going to say the Thermomix. No. Oh, now I'm definitely going to get sued. No, oh. no, 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 no. I, look, I, look, I have three children. I'm poor. I can't afford fancy gadgets <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, I just... I do... Um, I just throw it all in. The egg, because I've got my own chicken. So eggs, mm. mustard. Nobody likes a Skype be so... Heaps of garlic. He has his own everything. Yeah, oh. I've got to get my cows back. I'm really missing my cows. Where'd they go? They're over at the neighbours getting pregnant. Oh, as they it's do. a little bit like. He's, no, it's R rated, isn't it? You said. <laughs> How long have they been at that? Um, so I've got this. I've got this really nice neighbour, who, who you know, he's an old school farmer, and he does everything for me for free, but it goes on his time scale. So I took the cow over there eight months ago and it still hasn't gone to the bull. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got to get her over to the bull, eh? Is he about letting nature take its course? No, he just said, do you want a hand, mate? Can I come uh, over and help you, perhaps? 
he's just sort of like you know he he rocked up to my place one day and he goes oh I think we might put a road up through your place so it's easier to get the truck up I'm like okay yeah it's like thirty or forty thousand dollars worth of earth moving and then one day it just was there but it was six months after he told me that yeah, the, right. the road was going to go. So it'll happen, but it won't, yeah. it won't happen overnight. It happens on their sort of mm-hmm. his time scale. So, and he bought two. So I had three cows, and when the twins were born and they were preemie, and I was in and out of hospital, I ran out of feed in one paddock and moved them to another paddock that didn't have very good fences. And they got on heat and went looking for a bull, and the council picked them up and sold them on me because that's what the council does. How long before they picked them up and then sold them? Well, um, it's a month, but they're tagged and they're supposed to ring you and say, hey, we've got your cows, come pick them up. Or they, they charge you a fee, well, just like a dog, but they didn't ring me up. And it was only through Jamie that I found out that that's where they'd gone, that the council had picked them up and they went through auction and once they're auctioned, they won't even tell you where they've gone. Oh, um, that's rough. So, so I got another another cow, and then Jamie bought me another dairy cow that's been hand milked all its life, and it's with the bull right now. And the first time he got a pregnancy tested, it wasn't pregnant, so it's back with the bull again. So you got no milk. I have to buy milk. She's very disappointing. Like the rest of us. Yeah, and I can't make cheese because I eat a lot of feta cheese, and that was my sort of st- feta and alumi were my standard use up the milk cheese. That was his currency. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's how I met Sarah. No, I remember. No, I remember when I used to tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now it's it's like even um, Paul's have got in on the real milk thing now. You can buy Paul's milk that's um, just pasteurised, not homogenised. So it's really? basically milk from the cow. Though I think they they they're still Paul's are still standardising it. So they still try and make it taste the same all year round. Where if you buy the Scenic Rim or the Mulaney, it's just whatever comes out of the cow, they pasteurise it and put it in a bottle and that's it. Because Scenic Rim, you know, you can have two centimetres of cream or you can have ten centimetres of cream. Yeah, and that's good. You don't want it to be the same every time. No. It's exciting. More exciting when you've got the... Five inch, five centimetres. Yeah, but cream. you wouldn't have that excitement if you no. Got if you had it every, every time, yes, mum. Yes. <laughs> but it's the. Ch- the I really miss the. Ch- I miss milking. Mil- milking's quite cathartic. You yeah. just get up at four a.m. and go and kick okay. buckets around and go, and go and just you know I'm doing the milk cow milking. You don't see it on radio, but I, I get up at four a.m. anyway. So. Oh, you do get up at four a.m. Yes. Four different what? days? Oh, That's half, the middle of the night. Half past four. It's not even light. Half past four, five o'clock What do you day. do? When the, you have got the, the cows. That's when the twins get up. Oh, you got you got you got to discipline them. Put something in the bottle, in their bottle. That's not on. Just knock on the door and say, hey, settle down. I go to work at quarter to six, so that works out well for me. Oh, what time do you go to sleep? Yeah, pretty early. How <laughs> <laughs> were you encroaching on pre-bedtime? <laughs> no. That's why I had to run off the other night. It was getting close to my bedtime. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, um, okay. Potato salad. Mm. Oh, what's your potato salad recipe? I made potato salad on Christmas Day too. Did you? I didn't. Actually, I had a lovely Christmas Day because um, my brother loves making all his own shit like he does 
like salamis and he's got a big smoker and stuff. Anyway, so I got there and they had a massive fish. So I brined it and I stuffed herbs in it, made potato salad, which was, what did I do? Boiled potatoes, roasted the potatoes with... Um, so roast potato salad. I did roast mm, potato salad. Controversial. I roasted it with garlic, parmesan and bacon. Mm-hmm. Roast and purple onion, roasted it all up, and then when it was hot, I put a whole lot of mayonnaise and French dressing on it. So it just sucked it, it up. Sucked mm. it up, so all the potatoes went all soggy and delicious. And then um, I got this pe- uh, rocket out of the garden, which was so Pepper. peppery and amazing. Mm. I love rocket. And I tossed it all through it just before I served it, so it all just kind of wilted. But the rocket that you grow yourself. It's completely so much different. different. Oh, There's no pepper in so that stuff that you buy. Well, I've just got it growing everywhere now because, mm-hmm. again, when the twins were in hospital, my, my rocket just went wild and the seeds have just gone everywhere. Mm. So it just it's po- poking up everywhere. I oh. had a lot of sashimi on Christmas Day. What's the what's the really good tuna? It's bluefin's a really good one, isn't it? The really expensive one that goes to Japan. So it wasn't the really high expensive one yellow fin tuna i think oh, it's the one they catch all the time so, i don't know but anyway yeah my um brother-in-law is mad fisherman and oh, they cool. did he catch it yeah they got a tuna the night before wow so merry just, christmas and, and you yeah you should see um two two-year-olds just jamming bits of raw fish into their oh, mouth i love it oh could not Every time the plate went past, they were just like, ah, ah, ah. That's great. Awesome. There's nothing worse than picky children. Yeah, no, so. they smashed, smashed the prawns as well. It was garlic prawns. I couldn't get enough of them. Jeepers. They love the seafood, my kids. Girls had crab. My parents go crabbing back in Gladstone. Yeah, mud crab. And I think mum was sort of hoping that he'd go, eh, mud crab. And he was like, can we have mud crab tomorrow, Grandma? <laughs> Sure, <laughs> darling. That's yeah. what my childhood was like, actually. Oh, not crab again. Oh, not prawn <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah, my I'm, dad had oh, no. a, yeah. a prawn trawler, and all I wanted was to swap my prawn sandwich for, for a, a Vegemite. Vegemite. For a Vegemite sandwich oh, or a peanut butter. butter. I had bloody. Yeah. I, I had just, that. I was jealous of everyone else's. I was like, yeah, crab. You take a leave it. I'm a bit that. And Vanessa, my wife, she loves oysters, and we get fresh oysters off the rocks. And I'm like, oh, I could cook them with some bacon and Worcestershire so they don't no. taste like oysters. <laughs> so I just, I give up now and just say, you eat them and I'll go and have a steak or something. Yeah, that's not right. Putting We have on oysters them. on Christmas Day too. This is hilarious, right? Because my dad's job was always been to shut the oysters on mm. Christmas Day. And that's, you know, so he sits under a tree every Christmas with a big box of oysters and just shucks them. And everyone sits around at his feet. <laughs> Very <laughs> um, biblical. <laughs> Does he, like, drop them into like your Obviously, it's not like that, but it's a little bit like that. <laughs> anyway. It's nothing at all like that, is and it? And this year, my dad was a bit sick, and so um, my niece's husband was shucking the oysters. And he's going, oh, you know, crack to the apprentice and there's all these oysters everywhere and I'm going oh hand those oysters over and oysters no I hate oysters I hate oysters I hate oysters I went You've how many freaking years have we been doing this oyster thing and everyone hates them I love them so I sat there eating dozens and I'm going oh I'll have one you know holding oh. their nose and chucking it down I'm like 
So we've been doing this thing all these years. Just because my dad your dad loves to do it. Well, that's, that's just nothing wrong with that. No, and it's beautiful. You get to eat four yeah, kilos. And my dad food. loves oysters. He probably generally eats most of them himself. It's, it's just you and him. There's 17 people <laughs> under that tree. But it's just you and him eating. That's ideal. Can I come? I love oysters. I, I go oystering. We, there's a group of us that go back to Curtis Island and go over and there's one girl in particular that comes loves oystering so loves oysters so if we go oystering she's like oh yeah i'll i'll come and pick them for you so we like i open them and then she shucks them out and if you watch her she goes one for the thing one for me (laughs) one for me one for the thing fair enough it's hard work yeah oystering Mm. where's curtis island off gladstone Mm. goes from pretty much from gladstone rockhampton so are they wild or are they farmed? Hmm. Wild. Yeah. You just get I them off the rocks. I think there were that many wild anymore. Oh yeah. Mm. And they sort of come and go, depending on what sort of people are going to Curtis Island, uh, and obviously who what, does go what, to Curtis Island? <laughs> well, mostly who the, the people locals? that live in Gladstone, yeah. Yeah. But I not. Mean, I don't think it would be much. Yeah, not many people know to oyster. Like when we went to the Northern Territory. And there was great oysters on the rocks, and no one had ever seen oystering gear. So we had oystering gear with us because, but no one in the Northern Territory had ever seen them. Oh! People were trying to get oysters out with screwdrivers and hammers and stuff. What do you use? It's like a, it's it's little specialised gear. It's a little pick that sort of peels the oyster shell back, and then you just scoop them out into a bucket. You don't take the whole shell off. Oh, you leave that. Yeah, you just take the oyster. So you end up with like a, you know, the little yogurt buckets yeah. that you get in the, the supermarket. Yeah. You, I don't know, two thirds full of one of them. Why do you leave the shell? Because you, you don't eat the shell. No. That's and they're just, probably going to eat them straight away. It's not yeah, like they're storing them in a sack. No. Yeah. So yeah, you, t- you take them home and basically eat them. Mm-hmm. You wash, like you get a bucket of seawater and what, you know, wash all the little bits of grit and stuff out of them and then eat them. I got these amazing oysters from up that way somewhere. Up off your poon somewhere. Because they were a friend of Ginger's and they were in a jar. They're normally, because I love smoked oysters and mussels and stuff in a jar. I don't know why. Because I didn't live on the water like you too. <laughs> these oysters were amazing. They were like full on, fresh, beautiful. Creamy oysters. They weren't mm. even. Do you like the creamy ones? I like the yeah. brownie ones. No, I like the creamy ones. Yeah. I, mean, I like them both, but I they actually them. freeze really well. So if you get them that day and freeze them straight away, they actually freeze them. You just mm. have a party and go bloody merry crazy, wouldn't you? Well, see, when my parents come down, they usually go a couple oystering a couple of days before they come down and bring Vanessa mm. down a little thing of oysters because mm. she loves oysters. My mother always had prawns in the food freezer. She could always whip up a little bit of a prawn dip if someone turned up unannounced. What about prawn toast? Did you eat lots of prawn toast when you were a kid? Not prawn toast, prawn curry, prawn sandwiches, <laughs> prawn salad, just plain old prawns. I, d- I dated a, a girl that was, her dad was a prawn troll and that was their thing, prawn toast. Zip it up and put it on the toast and then deep fry it. Mm. Oh, there was no deep frying in my house. No. <laughs> no. Don't get me started on the childhood diet. It was the Pritikin diet. Do you remember that one? No. no. Not, oh, not did you do the Pritikin? Best forgotten. Best forgotten. Not Can't it was too complicated. It was definitely no deep frying, put it that way. Oh, it was weird salads no, and stuff, wasn't it? It was horrid. 
Oh, it's just rabbit, yeah. rabbit food. Flavourless. Yeah. No condiments, no seasoning, no fat, no meat, no fun. No, no so, sugar. So basically you just didn't eat. It, well, yeah. Prawns. Prawns. It was actually better that you didn't eat. That, that was the better option than what was up being offered. How long did you do that for? Oh, we did it for years. This is why I'm obsessed with food. <laughs> you got denied for so many years. Yes. It's, yes. it's like catch up. Yes, I do intend to blame my parents for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it was like as soon as you moved out of home, you yeah. just went to a restaurant oh, and said, give me one of yes. everything on this menu. Wow. This is how food can taste. Food can taste good. I, oh, don't no! Really, don't get me started. I used to have to sit at the table until I'd finished. Yeah. Can you imagine? I had to do that. My dad made me sit at the table one night till two in the morning. Yeah, but what what were you being fed? I was being fed steamed buckwheat with raw broccoli. <laughs> this was um, cauliflower because I hated cauliflower. Oh, you would have been really, really pissed at that five florets of cauliflower. <laughs> I mean, I love cauliflower now, but I remember. Oh no, it wasn't. It was sultanas in bloody salt. Sausage curry, and oh, my brother. So many things wrong pulled... with that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> my brother had pulled out all the sultanas. And my dad had eaten his sultanas, but he wouldn't eat mine and my other brothers. And so we were really pissed because we're like, "You ate his fucking sultanas," <laughs> and he's outside the window going. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother had a friend. I'll never forget it because he was crying so much. He had snot hanging from his nose. <laughs> And we weren't allowed to leave the table. Yeah, see, we don't do that with Curtis. No, it's Best a terrible thing to do. They could end up like me. No, it's, it's, it's like we put food down, but he doesn't get anything else. Like, there's no. Yeah, we don't eat that. There's no, no dessert. No, 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 like, I'm no. not having that. I want that. No, no, no. It's like, this is dinner. And actually, my my mother in law was really. Which she shouldn't be because Curtis was the same, but with the twins over Christmas. Like, so we'd have something quite spicy for dinner. So I made. um. We had some mackerel, fresh mackerel, and made some fish cakes, some Thai fish cakes, with a bit of chilli and stuff in them. And she was like, oh, the twins won't eat that. I'm like, why not? It's food. Just put it in front of them. And they just smashed them, absolutely. And they were a bit spicy. But I reckon they go... they go shitting all the time anyway, so does it matter? No, not really. And they go through... (laughs) They're a lot better when they're really young. And then when they get to four, they get a bit more... Like they start to develop a palate and know what they like and they don't like. It's when they're young, they just try everything. Yeah. And they reckon it's really important to do it then, is because the more stuff, the broader stuff you give them when they're really young, mm-hmm. the less likely they're through those sort of four to 15 years that they're, you know, they won't turn their noses up as, at as many things. Mm. So mm. we'll see how it goes. Mm. Yeah, we'll get back to you in. What? Curtis definitely, definitely has his favourites chicken wraps, pizza. <laughs> Exotic. Yeah. Doesn't like potatoes though, which makes me wonder whether he really is my son. That's oh, strange. That's no. wrong. Likes couscous. He picked like up the wrong kid. Likes couscous more. Likes. I've actually I found the way to do, to get him to like potatoes now is the um. Make chips. Yeah. He, well, he likes chips. So do the you know the little potatoes and you boil them and then you smash them and roast them yeah, yeah, yeah. so they got lots of little crunchy bits yeah, yeah he'll go those because they're yeah. sort of chippy but no it doesn't like mashed oh, you're potatoes. not putting enough butter in it oh, uh, excuse... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well. excuse me i know i know it all got a bit tense then didn't it <laughs> that's 
that's not something I've been accused with before. I might, that might be the um, that might be the show the show title. You're not putting enough batter in your mashed potato. It's not yellow. It isn't mashed potato. One of my mates who watched me cook for years but must have never seen me put butter in mashed potato before, and I was mashing the potato up. He's like, um, "Put the butter and sour cream in now," and I'm like, "Yep." And I put it, and he's just, oh, what? That much? And then big dollop of sour cream on top of that. He's like, Oh, you're a sour cream man? Yeah. Ooh, controversial. Mm. You don't, have, don't no. have milk. I do. Milk? Cold milk, hot, yeah. cold, cold butter, hot milk. Yeah, I might. Cold yeah? milk. Yeah. I think we should have a mashed potato off. Ma- yeah, mash yep. off. Let's have a mash off. Let's have a mash off. Well, we, should have reckon, man, we should have brought it next Do you reckon time. Ben would let, it do, let us do it in the restaurant? <laughs> We should have done it now. No, no, I want to go home and eat mashed potato for dinner. Oh, you know what I'm having for dinner. Stopping you. I know they're readily available. (laughs) When when we were in when we were in uni, we went through so a a flatmate of mine and I. There was five of us in the house, but we shared food, and we went through eight kilos of potatoes every two days (laughs) between two of us. That's eight kilo. Did you say eight? Kilo? Eight kilos of that. Coles used to have an eight kilo bag of potatoes, and we'd buy one every two days. Four kilos. Two kilos two a day kilos. each. See how good my mouth is. I'm better with words. We we ate two kilos of mash, roasted chips. We used to do mashed potato with cashews. Um, oh no, that's ridiculous. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> that's not right. Sautéed red onion, bacon, cheese. If you could eat mash, if you if there, if there is a way to try mashed potatoes, I've tried. I did go through a phase where we would get okay. This is hilarious. We would get dead mashed potato and try and make it delicious because oh, we'd be so hungover, right? Oh, so hungover. This is back in the days where we'd be at night because we get home at like eight in the morning, and then you get up at ten and be like, God, I've got to eat something. We mix this dead with cream, cheese. It salt, tastes, pepper, uh, we cook up bacon and uh, onion and put it in the dip and then we... How much more effort is, is that, that than just, just some potatoes? <laughs> hey, I was fucking 18, alright? <laughs> unless you're mixing cocaine with your dip, it's not going to be real yeah, flash. it's marijuana. Oh, we did love to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a really good, good story about um, cooking with marijuana. Our flatmates had... How funny is bong appetite on munchies? Oh, yes. So you, you mean on munchies? I've been on munchies. I'm just totally loving it. Sick. I love it. No, I don't know where I've been. No? What have been doing? Munchies. You've got to get on munchies. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's hey! <laughs> so, so these two flatmates of ours were real... Uh, two neighbours of ours were real stoners, but their third flatmate hated smoke. Didn't like smoke go... Like, no smoking at all. So they're like, oh, it's all right. We'll cook you something. So they did a bolognese. Mm-hmm. But the problem was they were sampling the bolognese all afternoon while they were cooking it, got really stoned and forgot to tell him when he got home that the bolognese was heavily laced with marijuana. So he's eaten it, jumped in his car to go to a party, never smoked before, never had any marijuana before, got halfway to the party, it's hit him, it's got completely confused, got lost in the middle of Milton, so just parked his car, was smart enough to park his car, and then wandered around for two hours before he came to, to my bar. Looking for chips. And finally came to my bar and was like, dude, you've got to help me. I don't know what's happening to me. I feel really strange. So I just fed him drinks all night, parked him there and took him home at the end of the night. And I was so apologetic. Oh, I did that to someone once. I mean, I told them eventually, but 
<laughs> Don't let him drive. Don't let and him walk see, out the car and, uh, car that's and drive. Me. That's bad. That's yeah, bad. Yeah, no, that's really irresponsible. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but, oh, Dad had this mate around. And I went, oh, here, have a cookie with your beer. I mean, I mean, any normal person would have gone, figured that out. Oh, you're giving me a cookie with my beer. Anyway, yeah. and they were really, really strong. And like about 10 minutes later, we all just fell off the chairs laughing. And we laughed for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He's like, what was in the cookie? I'm like, what do you reckon was in the cookie? Who's <laughs> 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 serving cookies with beer normally? Uh. But it's mean, yeah. So cold milk. Cold milk. No, no, cold, cold butter, butter. Hot milk. Hot, cold butter, hot, hot milk. milk. Well, that's hot milk, cold butter. That's a lot of dicking around. No, microwave. Just shove it in the microwave. Oh, oh, I just oh, 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 what? No microwave out in those green pastures out yeah, where no, you put it. Cold milk. Oh, I sometimes can't be bothered. No, hot milk. The only, mi- no. The only milk that goes in the microwave is for babies. It takes a minute. Look, yeah, a yeah. minute. It's as long as it'll take you to go to the fridge and get the butter out, put it on the bench, get the knife, get the chopping board, cut the butter, then your milk's done. It's, like, it's, it's important. Okay. What else do you do? Ground pepper, ground pepper or ground white pepper? Oh, no. Look, if I can be bothered, I'll roast the potatoes wow. on salt and then put them through, like, peel them, obviously, oh, and then you. put them through a rice. So, no, if you just want, if you want... The oh. ultimate mashed potato experience. I don't do that often, but oh, when you want it to be good... I've tried that, and I don't reckon it gives you a better mash. With a ricer? No, I don't know a ricer. Well, there, you're missing the, the crucial link. I, I don't... The ricer. The, 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 I reckon that's one of those chefy fuckwit dick no, things that not. doesn't make that much difference. No, it does it's make... It's like the shortbread. No. Oh, I did this shortbread. It takes five hours. It's like, no. Listen, mate, I've got a recipe. You can stick in that food process, and we can do that. 30 seconds. No, I agree with you. By and large, I'm with you. You just need a, a whisk. Ma- you don't even need a potato masher, just a whisk. No, 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 because you're activating all that starch. Yeah, no, you got gluey. We, yeah. we have to get back here and have a mashed potato. Mash off. off. Yeah. For oh, no. sure. Oh, let's do you, it. You can bring your ricer and your salt and your yeah, yeah. potatoes. I'm not, I'm not fussy getting back to you about that question. Not fussy about the pepper? <gasps> Oh, see, I think that's a big thing. Do I don't. You? I don't put any salt and pepper in mine. Oh what? my god! Not in oh, it. Do you use salted butter? Nah, yeah, all well, my butter. Salt and pepper and good salt. No, if you put enough I, salted butter in, but that's then okay. I put like you know three teaspoons of salt over the top because Vanessa doesn't like salt. So. Oh. Oh, and you married her? Yeah. Mm. Oh, there's always divorce, <laughs> isn't there, Sally? Isn't there? <laughs> No, like, I like it, you know, the real crunchy Murray River flake salt over the top. Oh, of it. look, I love salt. Yeah, but no, I, I, it's not the same. Uh, uh, it has uh, to be in it. No. But if you put enough salt salted butter in it, but I love salt, don't get me wrong. I don't buy unsalted butter. Like, no, d- no, does, it, does it really make any difference in your cooking? I like it in baking. Where anything says unsalted, I put yeah. salt in. I just think it's that old fashioned thing. Like, now we know that salt actually enhances sweet things and stuff. Yeah. I think that whole unsalted butter it's thing, out. I don't get it. It's gone. It's, it's, like, it's over. No. Just whack the salt. No, in. why does unsalted butter even exist? Because unsalted everything, I guess. Oh, that's just bullshit. That's pretty yeah, condign. <laughs> <laughs> time. I feel like we've been talking for yeah. hours. No, oh, no, not really. Just How long under does this hour. thing go for? 
long it as depends. We want it Thirty to. minutes, an hour and a half. Yep, my other podcast goes for three hours. So I'm not. So. But then Make some more cheese. So that's what you got to arrange next time, Julie. It's mash three, off. three pot, three pots, and we're gonna have a mash okay. off. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously yeah, keen for that. And you can't skive off to Victoria before we've done it, Sal. No, I'm, I'm up for a bloody mash-off. Don't mash you worry off. about that. Like the potatoes you guys use. That oh, makes it like yeah. Those make a difference. Well, just the Sabagos or... Mm. Dutch creams? Yeah, like Dutch creams make a good mash. Like but, creams, but I'm not... Honestly, I'm, I'm not that fussy about I'll the potatoes. I'll take just the white ones from the thing mm. in the supermarket. What do you the think, what do you think's best? I like the one with Dutch cream. I don't. Th- mm. I, I think it's more about the method than the. I think you can it get has a good nice flavour. It does, yeah. I had some really nice ones in Tasmania that you cut them and they looked a little beetrooty. Mmm. They sort of bled. Oh. They were real. They made, but they made really nice mash. Tasmania is so, awesome. Are you going to make a fancy mash or the mash you always make? No, I'm going to make them. <laughs> There's no difference. The mash that well, I always make is fancy, is it? My, the mash I make is the best mash you'll ever have say in your so life. Myself. It's just no complete. Uh, apart, it's it's just apart you know how, from mine. Okay, well you know how mine would be pretty good. You know how they yours would be great. You know how they say if you do something, what is it, a thousand times before you master it? Well, I've had mash probably more than any other food in my life. I was going through two kilos yeah, of potatoes a, a day. Two kilos of potatoes a day. I'm what telling you. I can never say that. I can never say I've done that. There's, there's probably oh, there's a great n- mash off. There's not a week that would Just go 16. past without mash. I would say. Yeah. And you know that uh, now that all <laughs> well, I'm going to do is go home and. Scrub just read a vape. I'll pop it up <laughs> on live. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> mash. Sixteen. Mashed potato. <laughs> Come and master your mashed potato with. We should actually get Fleur along to do one in the third. Oh, 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 come on. Oh. I just the freaking hell of a... Oh, wash your mouth. Come oh, on. Thermomix. What, so we can prove that the Thermomix doesn't do mash as well as a whisk? As a person. How we know, oh, as my Tupperware masher. I don't even as use... As my ricer. It's your ricer. Oh, we've got a ricer, a whisk, a masher, oh, and a machine. Let's do that. The yeah. The farm masher is really good, too. Why is it good? Tupperware um, mashes the best. The spiral? I don't know. Something about the spiral just makes it really good. It's the whisk. Good. You just need a whisk. The whisk so, is stirring up all the starch. Yeah. Making it gluey. No, no, no. I don't know. My mash is never gluey. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so we're doing this next week? Sure. I'm, I'm in just for a mash up. Until this is going to run off and do a flyer. <laughs> 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 all right. So we wind it up then. Will anyone like to plug anything? Julie? You got Does anyone t- want to buy a business? <laughs> <laughs> it's sold. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, my business. <laughs> oh. Does I want a bookshop? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> this will go up Friday, Julie. So have you got anything in the next week or so? Yeah, mash competition. <laughs> mash competition, that's right. The great mash-up of 2016. I will say that in the show notes, if you would like to buy a cheesy T-shirt, you can get them at the shop. Oh, shit, I haven't got one myself yet. Really? You've got a T-shirt? Yeah. I wore it at Christmas Day. You have learnt a lot today, haven't I? You should wear it next time. I should wear my cheesy shirt. Yeah. Yeah. We can retail it for you. I'll come back and you'll have your own booth. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. A little rack in the corner. Just hang them off the tree. (laughs) 
Is there anything you'd like to plug, Maureen? Oh, I've written a fascinating article. Yeah. Mm, an academic article that's going to the International Journal of E-Politics. Mm. The <laughs> illusion of democracy in online restaurant reviews. Yeah. Mm. Mm. When will that be published? <laughs> well, it's coming out in the first edition this year, Beso. Mm. Because well, my right. wife will be interested in that. Mm. <laughs> but she's probably the only one. <laughs> oh, she does like her academic reading, so... Will you be able to provide us with the link? Mm, most definitely. Okay, mm. that would be good. All right. That actually sounds quite interesting. Yeah. I'm not much of an academic, but that would be you, interesting. You at because, least... Because what I think you've done is nailed that whole thing because bloggers are actually, you know, everyone's like, what's going to happen with the bloggers? Well, the bloggers have actually sorted themselves out over the years, as was always going to happen. Mm. And they will as time goes on, but it's interesting. Fascinating. Good on you. Well done, you, you oh, academic. You at, le- hey, you at least read you. the abstract. Mm. That's what friends oh, do. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's all you, yeah, you only ever read the abstract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's reading the whole thing. <laughs> How long is it? Oh, it's only 6,000 words. Yeah. Afternoon, half a glass of wine. Mm. All right, we'll see you next week for the great, great cheesy <laughs> mashed potato <laughs> <No>. competition. <laughs>